Hi, everyone. Today, me and Tete are going to be doing a quick podcast about why Tete has decided to get rid of yet another character, this time Zindel. Yes, we are officially getting rid of Zindel. Goodbye to you, Zindel. Au revoir. Arrivederci. Vida say goodbye. And I'm getting rid of him because... To, to succinctly put it, what I was attempting to do was trying to take another creator's original character and create it as my own. And that is a grave violation of creative integrity. And that's probably why it didn't work. My biggest apologies out there to the Siegel and Schuster family for doing such a very dumb thing. I know DC has screwed both everybody over over the past 70 plus years, but I almost went on the same path and I almost became the monster I became. It's a bit of it's a bit of a Beowulf thing. You become the monster you keep fighting. So what what prompted you to do this? What prompted me to do it? Well, for a very long time, I have always loved the original incarnation of Clark Kent. I've always enjoyed his character. I've always enjoyed Golden Age and a few other um, versions that have done pretty well by sticking to the original concept. But um, most people don't know about the original concept. Most people don't know about the original character or, or enjoy the original vibrant personality. And people are just very eager to jump on the bandwagon of, oh, it's a stupid character or it's a lame character because all they see is like silver, bronze, New 52, Rebirth, you name it. And of course, you know, even the fantastic crap storm of Snyderverse now we have to add to this. Um, and I felt very sad. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a good character. This is, this is, you know, it's it's an enjoyable character. It's a good, you know, and, and I wanted people to appreciate the character. And I thought, what if I try to revamp and reinvent Golden Age? What if I try to show more of why he's doing what he's doing like what led to his past like what is his past motivating him forward and why he's doing things and i guess also too as sort of a um sort of an sort of an open explicit um way to tribute to what he was meant to be originally in terms of ethnic and you know political ideas and show that and explore that um and the, and the significance of what that meant. And I thought, well, I was very ambitious. I thought, well, I'm going to do research and I'm going to do this very well. I'm going to really flesh it up. But then when it came down to it, I got distracted by the aesthetic. I did not do my research very well. And I constructed a very substandard, shoddy, crazy train wreck. And was it my own laziness? I don't know. I don't know if it was laziness or just getting lost in the aesthetic and thinking too much on it. Or maybe it was maybe maybe it was the original creator's curse protecting me from potentially touching and 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 corrupting him, just like DC's done all these years. Um, maybe it's all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So I guess it was driven by you know your your interest in thinking about the golden age and proving a point, right? Also that, you know, Clark isn't just his bronze age incarnation. 
Exactly. It was, um, I guess it was just, it was sort of, it was a love for the character and, and the love turned into, it, it turned into a hard nose, unyielding motivation to prove a point. And when you're trying to do something to prove a point, you lose all integrity. And, and therefore, when you lose the integrity, you get distracted by details and then you get distracted by distractions itself. And then you end up doing a very badly poor job. It's like you have all the trappings, but you don't have the heart because you yourself are not the original creator. You're not going to understand the heart of the character. Well, you will understand, but you can't convey it. It's one thing to understand. It's another to convey. Exactly. And you were doing it in a different format. You were trying to make it like, you know, Philip Roth or Don DeLillo, but with superpowers. But the original format was pulp, you know, like this short, very simple comic. You know, it wasn't these long streams of consciousness. Exactly. And I realized, as you and I had gone back and forth discussing this, it really can't be done that way. I mean, it could, but not such a lengthy stream of consciousness. You can't make it into an epic novel because it just doesn't work. It works beautifully the way it does. Short, sweet, simple pulp. Um, and I failed to see that. And in my own hubris, um, like Icarus's father constructing the labyrinth, I, I didn't finish the labyrinth. I built a couple walls and said, okay, here you go. And uh, it was shoddy walls at that. And we had nothing except maybe... 30 pages of disjointed narrative and a really bloated romance scene that made no sense. Tell me more about the writing process for the bloated outline. A horrible, horrible time. The worst time in my life. Um, such a perpetual headache. I hated every night doing it. Um, I thought, oh, this will be great. Oh, man, look, it looks so cool. Like, oh, it's so emotional. And... Um, it just it just turned out really bad. I hated it. And it, it got to a bloated 10,000 word thing. And I guess I was excited because I was like, oh, yay, Batman now. He's called the Bat and he's like a mysterious shadow figure. And um, it was a horrible process that I never want to go through again. I it, it's uh, I would rather have uh, dental work, removing cavities done than do that again. What prompted you to keep on? writing that even though you did it I think it was me trying to prove a point and me thinking if I worked hard enough I could get Zindel to work but then I, I eventually came to the realization I can't Zindel's not my own Zindel and the original form of Clark Kent and what he was meant to represent under that alias and under what he does he um he belongs to his original creators. He belongs to Siegel and Schuster, and that's what I have to respect. Um, obviously, DC's never re really respected that all these 70 past years, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but it, I realized I couldn't do that, and I, I couldn't do it as a full-length epic novel. You know, could there have been some interesting things explored about you know, the um, th a theoretical rise of fascism in America and depression era America and, you know, a man's, a man's journey to try to stop it. 
maybe maybe that could have that could have been really fascinating and, and the implications of its social and ethnic um politics that would have involved itself and what that means as a character and identity of self and everything but that's very hard to do and i think it was done very well with its with the original character and the original creators and as much as i wanted to pay tribute to that i i failed because i was doing it to prove a point and it was a product of my own hubris and i'm i regret doing that and um again apologies to both respective families out there you know never got an never got an apology from dc but you're getting one from me right that makes sense right so i think it was just all about the point proving and how was the romance scene you talked about a romance scene that doesn't really make sense so the romance scene i was pretty ambitious with this i wanted to take certain um stories and scenes from certain comics from golden age and of course the fleischer animated series you know the fleischer uh theatrical serials and i wanted to really flesh it out um and there was um one scene that involved a magnetic telescope bringing down a comet and i thought well this is going to tie in very well because as we created with Sindel's origin story he got hit by a comet or you know within proximity of a comet and he got radiated so this is why he has power so i thought this could have really emotional significant impact about facing something, confronting something that is the summation of one's terror. And uh, I just shoehorned in a really ridiculous romance. Like, oh, they went through such a traumatic thing. Now they realize they love one another. And, and now they're going to share a passionate kiss and wit and banter, like a bad 90s movie. Yeah, because I did notice the banter. And that kind of interested me because you always said you hated banter and all this shorthand for romance, but you were doing it. That's true. I guess when I meant banter, I meant banter that felt shoehorned in. I like banter between a couple, but it, it has to come from their own character, not just for the sake of the movie or plot. You Do you know? think what you were doing for Zindel was just kind of there for the plot? Because I didn't really feel like it was coming from their personalities. I think it was. And that's why it read like a bad 90s script. I know. Yeah, I, I was dissatisfied with it, especially since you were not focusing on any other aspects of the character. You just had to jump straight to the romance. I know. I felt very bad about that. And I guess it was because I realized I was tackling a very big issue. And a lot of times with something very big, it requires time, patience, research, and, and a humility to understand the context, times, and respect the culture and society as well as the people and their choices within the context of whatever's happening. And this is a prime example of what I experienced with Andre and 70 Fierce Years. Um, 70 Fierce Years is pretty much a product of, I would say, almost several years in the making of a lot of patient research, listening to Andre, more research, more research, and of course, respecting the cultural, social, political, all aspects of, of whatever's going on with the people and the people themselves. But with Zindel, I was in such a hurry to prove a point. I did not give a crap. I rushed through 
gathering little bits and pieces of information and tidbits and you know trying to cram aesthetic and you know oh i'll find a style and a voice and then just making a very shoddy shoddy robot that, that doesn't function yeah unfortunately and that's why he and also his personality kept on changing didn't it yeah every time he um took the personality test or i took it for him it would come back with different results <laughs> and he eventually became a ripoff of andre didn't he he did eventually and and like a very watered down ridiculous version of andre and even even the character lights became a ripoff of tamara <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made her a sex worker. You were saying you got a revelation about it. I was like, oh no. Because every time you say you get a revelation, you suddenly go on this spiel about it and you become really convinced. But then two weeks afterwards, you say, oh no. And you trash <laughs> I it. I know. I'm like, I never, I never want to think about revelation again. It's like, just let the characters do what they need to do. Um, but yes, it, it all just, it all fell apart. And it was my own hubris. It was the fact that I stole, not stole, but I was taking another person's creation, trying to work it as my own. And maybe the curse came to bit me on the back. And it certainly did because it fell apart. It, it exploded like a toaster thrown into a blender. Yeah, it really did. I mean, you know, you never really accomplished anything with it. And, you know, you didn't have a solid idea of what it was, you know, every time, every week, something about Zindel or his story would change. There was no consistency. Um, it was a nightmare to work on. And I think, you know what, word of caution to people out there, even if you love something and it inspires you, don't try to make it your own. You cannot, you should not. You, as a creator, need to delve into yourself and learn to listen to characters that are their own people. And you can still love these things and these characters and derive inspiration or find similarities or parallels with your own characters. But let it be a word of caution to people who want to retain their creative integrity. Do not try to make other people's characters your own. It will not work does not and you owe it to yourself as a creator to listen to your own characters as their own people and not try to prove a point i mean well unless you're trying to make a work that does prove a point but then that becomes a whole other animal that i myself really don't want to go into because i don't want to write that and as we've seen i've done a very very poor job of executing that Mm-hmm. Would you say, how was the process of getting rid of Zindel versus getting rid of Kai? Kai was a painful process. I loved Kai, but I hated what he... It wasn't what he became. It, it's what I, I threw on him. I tried to make him a romantic hero. I tried to make him a death god. I tried to make him a 19th century person with existential crisis. That said, Kai has always had existential crisis, but it's always been in more of a primal old D North way. Um, but <sighs> Kai, truth be told, despite my proclaimed ecstasy of getting rid of him, I wasn't happy. I felt sad. 
killing them off. I enjoyed Kai. Um, Kai is a subtle, cold person, but at the same time, he is sharp, full of wit and insight. He hates bullcrap. Um, so getting rid of Kai was painful and I was very saddened to do it because I, I felt I failed him. And honestly, I, I think he felt very hurt that I failed him like that, especially when, you know, I had done so well with Andre. Why could I have not done this with Kai? Because with Kai, unfortunately, um, I let my own desires take over and try to mold it into different things that I wanted to see. And another case in point to all you creators out there, even if you want to see something, do not let that dictate to your characters. Please treat your characters like real people. Respect their agency and sense of self. Um, do not try to shoehorn any elements or anything in just because you want to see it. Don't do it. You know, for mm -hmm. the love of creativity, don't do it. Um, getting rid of Zindel, I'm happy. I feel at peace. It's like burning a cursed object. Um, and again, apologies to the family out there, to the families out there. Um, like I said, I, I was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jerry and Joe. I didn't mean to do it. I only did it out of, I only did it out of my own darn pride and, you know, wanting to prove that you guys had a good character. So sorry to you guys up there in comic afterlife. I know. Right. So I think another issue was that Zindel never had a solid personality, but Kai did. Kai, despite him being put into situations may maybe where he shouldn't have been put such as the fantasy and the 19th century and the romance you know he did have a core personality it just wasn't allowed to develop fully right because you were putting all these things onto him exactly i was putting so many things onto him he wasn't allowed to really fully be himself and he got very angry and frustrated with me and mm -hmm. it's like he refused to budge it's like for example, I threw romance on him and he's like, I'm not a romantic person. I don't want romance. And yet I kept forcing it and forcing it. And this made him more resentful and he, he really hated me. I think he was ready to, I don't know, go after me like a berserker with an ax if left alone. I always wondered why you were so fixated on forcing romance on him. I was like, maybe his story would be better if it didn't have romance. But you were insistent on the romance. I think it was because it was my own selfish juvenile desires. And, you know, this is a problem I also see with a lot of creators who create works that are maybe, you know, story structure wise, they're good. But when it comes to characterization, it sucks because and this is where we get a lot of boring tropes and things that fall flat because too many creators allow their desires to take over their creative integrity and I have learned a long, long, hard lesson from, from doing that. Don't let your desires take over your writing. Always respect the characters and, and let them do their own thing, which is what I let Andre do. I just let Andre run, run in like wild. I just let him ride his horse mm -hmm. step and, you know, lo and behold, Andre delivered. And that's why he's the best character you have. He definitely is. He, he is his own man. Andre is his own man. He does his own thing. Mm -hmm, exactly. So yeah, Zindel, goodbye. And one last thing before we go, the other characters were pretty good, ironically. 
Ironically, they were. Light said before we did the whole ripoff of Tamara was good. Um, uh, who else was good? Jimmy was good. Dr. Luther was good. Um, Rosalia was good. And now um, I have decided to transfer adoption to you for Lightsa and Rosalia, respectively and collectively. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. I mean, I you were tempted to delete them. I was like, no, I don't want you to delete them. And now, you know, they are in my care. So we will be seeing more of them in the RPs, Sims, and possibly in in the actual comics, you know, of Sam New York and the Book of Joel. They may make some minor appearances. Yay. I'm so happy. I, I'm happy that poor Rosalia got adopted into a fantastic family and Lightsa has a happy fulfilling life doing her her social justice groove you go light the baby girl yeah she can just hang out with Lev and no no romance not no romance no, no. <laughs> we have that circle with a slash across it no more romance no only Andre's allowed romance but that's because he worked hard for it Right. And another thing I hated about Zindel was how you said he hated his physique. And, you know, you were saying that he hated the fact that he was taller and more muscular than everyone else. I'm like, that is such a cop out. <laughs> and you made him a romantic interest. So I'm like, okay, he does not have to put in any efforts to be attractive to the woman. He just is because he was so lucky enough to be hit by the <laughs> asteroid. And he claims to hate his physique, but come on. It's not like you know, he became morbidly obese or something after getting hit by the asteroid. That's true. He <laughs> No, he didn't. I mean, look, if anybody gets lucky and, and gets these superpowers in physique, they're going to enjoy it like Shazam. Shazam exactly. loves it. I don't understand why you were saying, no, he hates it. I was like, that's so forced. Like, you were just trying to blind yourself to the fact that he is a stew. I was, and I was like, oh, angst, you know, oh, my powers alienate me. <laughs> I hated that. Like, that, that came out of nowhere. It just felt Snyderverse also. It did feel Snyderverse-y, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. He's just <laughs> angstily looking at the camera, and he has this constipated look on his face. And then he exchanges <laughs> this quote-unquote meaningful look with lights up. But it's just like the day after tomorrow. How meaningful is it? It's not. It's not meaningful at all. It's. It's rubbish. Oh, the, the, the curse came to visit me. I'm sorry, guys. Man, Jerry, calm down. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be deleting him from The Sims tonight. We are. Goodbye, Zindel. I. Uh, I regret ever creating you. You're a horrific robot, a real Frankenstein's creature of hubris and. Sayonara, Zindel. Right. And remember you were asking, I wonder why Joel doesn't like him. Because in The Sims, every time Joel talked to him, <laughs> um, he was pretty angry. <laughs> That's true. Joel wasn't even angry at Kai when they, they talked. He was a little scared. But honestly, Kai wasn't that bad to Joel. He was actually a good guy to him. He was. I think he was just frustrated all the other characters like Finola. <laughs> Finola, oh my god, so many bad characters. Finola and they were all flat. They were just there to say, oh, look at how interesting Kai is. He has all these people around him. <laughs> when really Kai by himself was just fascinating. Like, just, just let him go be a, you know, scary, dark, subtle Norseman in the woods. 
I think middle ages suits him better. And we're going to talk about this more with Hellevorn. I think, you know, she has a lot of insight on this, but I thought the 19th century wasn't that great for him, even though it was better than fantasy. Fantasy was the worst because it was so convoluted. I think 19th century had some good points, but a lot of it's just, it, it, it really limits him because Kai, he needs to be, he can't be hampered by a lot of conventions. Um, he needs to have different conventions. So he just needs to go in full Northman mode, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think, and also the more simple it is, the better. The problem with the fantasy was that it was so convoluted. It was convoluted. Um, so much rubbish and... The thing about um, him being a slave and then he gets turned into a mercenary and then he dies and then he be he comes across the first frost lord and then he takes over for him and now he's no longer mortal and then he meets gerda and it just becomes like too many events kind of like what we talked about in a previous podcast about kingdom come when too many things happen you just don't care anymore exactly you don't simplicity is wonderful people Creators out there, keep it simple. Try to sum it up in one sentence. Um, Andres is Cossack officer loses everything, tries to find new life with a new identity in Soviet Union. Um, Kai is going to have a new story and he will have a new name because Kai is a hipster name from uh, late 19th century right. Danish people. And Ironically, Zindel could be summarized into one sentence, but he still sucked. No, no, it's more like man gets his hit by asteroid, attempts to take down fascism in America, and then you have three other sentences. What are those? Romance? Uh, romance. Uh, being a very poor ripoff of an already brilliant creation and having no spine. <laughs> and one last thing. I think one other thing I hated about the romance was what I was talking about with a lot of Lois and Clark incarnations. It was just there because you couldn't find another way to give him a voice, right? You were just like, we have to put in romance so we can finally see how his dialogue is like. Yes, that was <laughs> so bad. Oh. So when people are like, well, we have to resort to romance now because otherwise we don't know his personality, that there's a problem. That is a red flag. If your characters need romance to understand who they are, that is a red flag because romance does not make the person. The person makes the romance, as we've exactly. seen <laughs> So that was why I was like, why are you starting with the romance? I think this is why he was going to be dying soon. And now we have announced his death. This is the death, Neil. Dong. Dong. Exactly. Yes. So we are going to kill him off. Bye, Sindel. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.